You uh, wanted to see me, Zach? Corelli, we got a situation here. Oh, what, what's up? Well, I've been giving this a lot of thought, and this web slinger is all over the place. He's not just in movies. He's in cartoons, comics, coloring books. I want to talk about all of it. So what what are you what are you saying exactly? Get me more podcasts of Spider-Man. More? We already released Spider-Man Minute five times a week. You don't think that's enough? There's seven days in a week, Corelli. Where's my Sunday Gazette, my Saturday edition? Uh, Weekend Bugle? Oh, I like that. But what if we called it The Weekend Bugle? Yeah, The Weekend Bugle, sure. Oh, and another thing. How do we start monetizing this stuff? I want a quarter every time somebody listens. Well, why don't we put The Weekend Bugle on Patreon? Patreon? Yeah, our listeners can go to duelinggenre.com slash support, become a patron for $5 a month, and gain access to The Weekend Bugle and all the other bonus podcasts we put on Patreon. Fantastic idea, Corelli. Glad I thought of it. They don't want us to be famous. Patreon will make us infamous. Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and believe there's a hero in all of Spider-Man 2, one pep-talking minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Crystal Beth. And today we are talking about Minute 85, which begins with Aunt May talking about the importance of a hero and ends with uh, her saying that uh, Spider-Man did all the things I just said (laughs) for Henry. (laughs) And now he wonders where he's gone. Um, Yeah. So, okay. So I'm going to, I want to read what she says because I feel like it's the only way because it's just a monologue this whole minute. Yes. Um, Right. But I, 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 I'll be honest. I have trouble following it. Um, So I'm going to read the whole thing and I really want to just break it down line by line and try and figure out what the hell she's talking about. Totally. Um, Okay. Okay. So. We we start off with what sh- what we ended the last minute on, which was uh, and Lord knows kids like Henry need a hero. And we start this minute with courageous, self sacrificing people setting examples for all of us. Everybody loves a hero. People line up for them, cheer them, scream their names, and years later they'll tell how they stood in the rain for hours just to get a glimpse of one who taught them to hold on a second longer. I believe there's a hero in all of us that keeps us honest, gives us strength, makes us noble, and finally allows us to die with pride, even though sometimes we have to be steady and give up the things we want the most, even our dreams. Spider-Man did that for Henry, and he wonders where he's gone. Jesus. Um, it's a lot going on. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. So so let's start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Heroes are courageous, self-sacrificing people setting examples for all of us. All right. Right. Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. Um, I get that. It's good. Everybody loves a hero. 
Okay. Well, maybe maybe not everybody, but <laughs> some people don't like them. Uh, J- yeah. You know, Jonah Jameson doesn't like them. Uh, at least doesn't like Spider-Man. Um, yeah. So there's that. Okay. People line up for them, cheer their cheer them, scream their names, and years later they'll tell how they stood in the rain for hours just to get a glimpse of the one who taught them to hold on a second longer. Okay. So I uh, she's losing me here now. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> this is this is very specific. Uh, yes. Like. Like, okay, people people line up for them, cheer them, screen their names. That almost sounds like she's talking about what happens in Spider-Man 3 with the with the Spider-Man parade thing. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but the years later, they'll tell how they stood in the rain for hours just to get a glimpse of the one who taught them to hold on a second longer. Now, yeah. The one who taught them to hold on a second longer, that's foreshadowing the end of this movie with the with the train, holding on to the train just a second yeah. longer, right? So that's yeah. foreshadowing that. But what is this? Years later, they'll tell how they stood in the rain for hours just to get a glimpse of, yeah. the, like, what is she no, talking those about? Are, so, those are crazy people. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> I think what's happening with this big hero speech is, we have to kind of synthesize like six different meanings of the word hero as it happens in like modern usage in a way that can give a pep talk to Peter. So there is like a superhero, you know, some sort of like uh, old classical epic hero type, you know, somebody that's uh, unique by virtue of their birth or they have some special ability or something and that are exalted, you know, um, you know, big, a, a protector type person with, when you say somebody's your hero, uh, you know, a person that is like a, a, a personal hero, a celebrity, somebody that inspires you or that you look up to like a, like a role model, um, which could be like an entertainer or a sports star, you know, firefighters, mothers, you know, someone that gives you an example that helps you push through struggles in your own life. So when somebody says so-and-so is my hero, that's why I went, you know, waited in line or whatever. That's one type of usage. And it's it's almost like we are very, with a, a lot of great effort, tying the personal cultural hero idea into the idea of a literal superhero, um, mm. which is a little awkward. But I think she sells it. I mean, I, I, a lot of people love this speech, and I think it's definitely her, you know, she, she really swings her the fences with it. And... If if you're okay with reconciling that hero means for several different things in the speech, it kind of works. But they yeah. each are referring to something else, which is I think why yeah. there's this disconnect. Well, yeah. she makes it she makes it flow really well. She makes mm-hmm. but when like just when Scott was reading it just word for word, I was like, "Ooh, they could have edited that a little differently to <laughs> get yeah. to." Because I agree with what you're saying, Zach. I think that's exactly what they're going for. But the mm-hmm. way that they phrased half those sentences where they made one se- one half of the sentence start out talking about like a superhero mm-hmm. and then the second half of the sentence talking about a regular hero, they could have just made that two different sentences encompassing everything. Mm-hmm. And that's the yeah. part where kind of is a little off, but it is exactly what you're saying, I think. Um, yeah. And then uh, they, um, it, and she says it so well that it doesn't, it doesn't sound bad right sure. yeah right yeah i guess the top part is it's the it's the disconnect between the uh 
Courageous, self-sacrificing people setting examples for all of us, and then the type of person you line up for and cheer and scream their names. Like, that is a personal pop-cultural uh, hero-type thing. Like, right. like somebody being all stoked about Roger Federer or something. Like, I stood in line, you know, to, to see, just to catch a glimpse of him as he walked by, right. this, like, sports hero of mine. It also, um, it also feels like a 9-11 thing. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it, it it feels like she's talking about like firemen or, you know, police yeah. officers or whatever, mm-hmm. like New York City firemen and police officers, because mm-hmm. they did have those parades for them after mm-hmm. 9-11. And, and the way that she's talking about, like how they stood in the rain for hours just to get a glimpse of the one who taught them to hold on a second longer feels a little bit like a 9-11 thing to me. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, and I don't know that, and I'm not saying that those people don't deserve, you know, no, all course, the shout outs yeah. that they, they deserve, but is this really the appropriate time to be bringing up 9-11 imagery? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Well, wasn't it around this point in the first one where we're going through when we see like the, the twin towers and they had to take them out because that one was released right around 9-11 yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of around the same point in the movie where it's one of those things where like, I guess it's going to sound again, mm-hmm. it's going to sound a little weird uh, or yeah. a little mean, but uh, if it's like that person that posts all their different Facebook comments and then one of their statuses happens to get a hit that's really popular and they get a bunch of likes. So they try to keep making statuses that are like that so they can keep <laughs> getting the likes Sort of following you, okay. It yeah. feels like if they're pulling in 9-11 here, it's like, oh, right, remember everything we did, how America we were for the first one with 9-11? Here's some yeah. more of it. Here's some more of that juice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was such a unique time in pop culture. Pretty much anything from the early 2000s is, whether or not it originally wanted to, is is wrestling with the fallout from 9-11. Yes, it uh, is. Just culturally. So, um Especially things about like heroics and personal heroics. I I always took the uh, the one that taught them to hold on just a minute longer as slightly more abstract. That's the line in her speech that starts to get to me whenever I watch it. Um, this idea that maybe a hero isn't literally just somebody that puts themselves in harm's way, but any type of person that inspired you to in your own life push through your struggles right Uh, you know the idea that if you know if if buffy could handle however many apocalypses then i can you know push through this writing assignment type of feeling this i i saw something an an ideal that somebody represented and it spoke to me and that that taught me to 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 stay the course and to to hold on a bit longer in my own personal stuff. Yeah, right. it's certainly. I, I I mean, if you're looking at it from an abstract standpoint, it, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's an inspirational thing, right? Like yeah. she's she's not saying um, the the person who inspired you. She's yeah. She's being a little more specific, but she's that's what she's meaning. It's like the person that yeah. inspired you. Like you know, it's the thing where. I mean, you know, I I want to be a, a screenwriter or a director, and and mm-hmm. they, you know, the the thing that the people who work in the industry always say is like they're the difference between the people who make it and the people who don't are the ones that make it stayed on the track even when the train was about to hit them. Yeah, um, they stayed on the track. They didn't move 
They stayed on the track and they're like, no, you move. Like I'm, I am going to make it you bastard. Um, (laughs) And, and that is kind of what we're talking about. Like even as something as stupid as making it in Hollywood, there Mm -hmm. is something inspirational there. And it is like holding on a second longer than you probably should, you know, to make it. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's certainly there, but it's, it's just the the phrasing of it, um, and maybe they went so vague with it so that it would fit lots of different kinds of heroes, mm-hmm. um, and also foreshadow what's happening later. Um, yeah. But I, I just think that the logic and flow of what she's saying doesn't quite work as well as yeah. we wanted to, even if her performance, like I think her performance does all the heavy lifting here. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is awkwardly phrased and written, mm-hmm. but she imbues it with meaning. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's what people connect to here so much. It's, it's almost like when you watch, right, this will sound a little weird because obviously Shakespeare is a much better writer than Alvin Sargent. And uh, <laughs> what, what makes what makes Alvin Sargent's phrasing awkward is the fact that it's uh, weirdly put together. And what makes Shakespeare's phrasing awkward to some ears is just how old it is or the the, you know, slightly obtuse nature of the prose but what's interesting is what's usually poetry what's interesting with shakespeare if you watch if people watch it and haven't watched a lot of shakespeare this thing happens where if the words are confusing they're more for the actor to do their homework on and learn what they mean and then convey the meaning where if people stop trying to follow the the logic of the references and the words they don't get and just let the underlying emotion hit them Shakespeare becomes very easy to follow because mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the emotions and relationships are so clear that if you give up on the idea of I have to know what every word is doing and just watch the person, there is this this human to human connection that happens there. And it's almost as if by dint of writing slightly obtuse, awkward prose here, uh, <laughs> Sargent has created a similar scenario where Aunt May, I mean, Rosemary just connects to us with her emotional through line. And we forget about exactly what she's saying or how it relates because we can tell she has a meaning behind it. And that's what we care about. Yeah. 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 Cause the, the very next thing she says, mm-hmm. I believe there's a hero in all of us, which is like the, the big opening trailer line. Um, yeah. that is uh, <laughs> big, probably her most memorable line in all three movies. In all of them. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but she, you know, I believe there's a hero in all of us. Uh, <laughs> and then says uh, that keeps us honest, gives us strength, makes us noble, and finally allows us to die with pride. And I'm like, that's a left that you you took a left <laughs> turn into dar- into Darkville. Um, that was uh, yeah, like it just keeps us honest, gives us strength, makes us noble, and finally allows us to die with pride. That's like what. <laughs> Oh my god and and like it's it's weird and in the context of what this scene is supposed to be about is not great uh i don't think mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. other than the fact that it foreshadows dr octopus um yeah that's what dying this is pride. dying with pride yeah. they, there there's a hero in all of us that keeps us honest gives us strength makes us noble and finally allows us to die with pride um, yes. that's, uh, Dr. Octopus. That's what happens to him in the third exactly. act. Yeah. That's what yeah. she's talking about, which is 
I love I love a good foreshadow. I really do. But mm-hmm. I also I also really want my foreshadow to make sense in the context of when you're foreshadowing it. And right. I don't yeah. think it does here. I th- it really feels like she's saying it out of nowhere. Like, what is she if, if let's say that she even knows that he is Spider-Man mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that she is trying to say without saying you should be Spider-Man again because this city needs you. Yeah. Why is she she's literally telling her nephew eventually you will die but you'll die with pride because <laughs> you were Spider-Man. Well, mm, yes, but maybe it's more like <laughs> y- you'll let us die with pride. Not- <laughs> uh, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> no, I mean just like there's a hero in all of us that keeps us honest, keeps us strength, makes make us noble. That feels like she's speaking to, hey, the hero in you, go back and be a hero again. But when she gets to finally allows us to die with pride, she's talking about like end of your life type personal stuff, like the way she feels about herself and Ben. So there's there's a weird switch in there somewhere. And that's what's weird. Like I, either she's giving him a weird message or she starts on one message and ends on a very different one there. Uh, finally allows us to die with pride always felt to me like one of those things of uh, a life well lived is inspirational and 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 part of part of the reason we like interact with literature in any capacity or or art in general is to prepare us for death like to wow become better yeah to become better people like <laughs> okay yeah like you you learn from inspira- inspirational things to live your life well and by the end of it not have wasted it so it helps prepare you for that but Mm. i don't it feels like there's there's a few phrases in there missing to get us to the last point um that so it just comes across like hey you know you'll die fine (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) it's it's you know what it is is we could we could go there we could go from makes us noble and finally allows us to die with pride comma knowing yada 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 like knowing Mm. that we've made the world a better place knowing that we've you know made a difference yeah we made a difference the problem is that she says and finally allows us to die with pride even though sometimes we have to be steady and give up the thing we want the most what does dying with pride have to do with that like the, it's not, <laughs> like the two things aren't connecting. She even uses connective phrasing, even though. Yeah. But yeah, the the two things do not connect in any way whatsoever. Um, logically, there's no, there's no. I can't follow how she's logically going from die with pride to even though sometimes we have to be steady and give up the thing we want the most. So, so like, it's literally just this whole phrasing, this uh-huh. whole thing is just her foreshadowing the third act of this movie. Um, yes. I, yes. You know, her saying, even though sometimes we have to be steady and give up the thing we want the most, it's him, you know, having saved the day, standing on the edge of that construction, uh, the construction, uh, whatever, the, whatever that yeah. thing is, the ball yeah. and chain thingy. Uh, wrecking um, thing, yeah. Yeah, and and watching MJ, you know, run into the arms of her fiance of another man, and him yeah. having to accept that and be like, "All right, well, so much for that." Um, yeah, like that's it's... that's what she's foreshadowing here again. Again, it's foreshadow without like you know, but it's missing the logic without justification. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, and no it's justification. Also, yeah, it's also the uh, 
you know, redemption of Doc Ock again. The uh, right. give up the thing you want the most, this dream of the power of the sun and whatnot to right. help all mankind. You got to give that up uh, and be steady uh, type of thing. Um, yeah, I... So Aunt May is just a prophet, is what we're saying. Yeah. Yes, Aunt May's a prophet. Yeah, yeah, this is your Cassandra moment, I guess. Um, <laughs> the, the thing, I mean, this is, again, the, like, um, multiple meanings of the word hero thing, because, like, in literature, even, like, the, the meaning of hero or what what is a hero changes a lot. I mean, I know day-to-day when we talk about heroes, a lot of times we just mean literally, like, uh, you know, the main character in the movie who does brave stuff uh, or or whatever. But, like classical like epic heroes like a huge part of that was somebody who is you know a savior of their people and rises to the occasion when some thing threatens his tribe and gets exalted through honorable death you know that 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 greek root uh eros the the like semi-divine um protector type of figure where dying's a big part of it you know achilles dies and uh beowulf dies and Mm -hmm. you know like this is you are exalted by your deeds, and that has made you a hero. But then we have, you know, like in the Middle Ages, our, our chivalric hero, which is that like you're instead of fighting just for people when there's a thing, that you're fighting for an ideal, for a concept that you're, you know, that society's trying to reconcile, that we still need violence, but we're also trying to adhere to Christian ideals here. So there's a leisure class that needs entertainment. So okay. It's okay to set out on an adventure to prove yourself. And so, like, that is a... If, if like, chastity in, like, the chivalric text is part of the idea of a hero in this new literature, then part of being a hero is giving up things you want. Like, oh, I wish I could lead this life of, you know, connection with a, with a, with a woman or something, but I've, I've given up that in order for my noble quest type of thing. Mm-hmm. And is that a tragic hero like uh, like an Aristotle one, like uh, who has a fatal flaw that causes a downfall, but like their story teaches us something, so we immortalize them? Is that a hero? Like, there's just there's so many meanings associated with the word that Sargent is almost trying to like grab bag, touch on all of them, <laughs> so that we can say something about heroics, but because heroic means eight different things mm-hmm. we end up with a with a, a mess yeah 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 i i i think this just uh, yeah i mean i i hate to say it but like this is this is a mess of a monologue like yeah rosemary harris saves it she really does through her performance mm. the emotion that she's putting into everything it makes it feel like it makes more sense than it hears um yeah <laughs> yeah she does a really great job with it she yeah. does, yeah, and um, yeah, and the 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 music does some some heavy lifting there too. I mean, it is, it's a trailer moment, like a big thing. It's just like the film in general. It's kind of remarkable how well it works, despite how kind of thrown together it is. Um, I I don't know, like the it always gets me a little choked up when I watch the sequence, even when we if we analyze it, we're like how what like what's happening here and maybe for me part of it is the idea that like spidey's brand of heroism is one of uh one of conflicts of uh of uh inconsistencies like spider-man as a character is 
you know, like an everyday modern hero, like normal person thrown into extraordinary circumstances. But his public face is of a like more classic, you know, da 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 hero, like uh, like Superman or something, mm-hmm. or like Hercules or whatever. Where the world sees him one way, he sees himself another way, and he has to live up to a, a, an ideal he's created for himself and and fail at it and then improve it that he's he's two different types of heroes and also people see him as a celebrity which is well not not everybody but people like flash thompson do or like little kids do in this movie so he's that third type of uh personal cultural cultural hero role model entertainer type of person so because he has three conflicting identities of hero as protagonist or hero as savior or hero as a you know entertainment figure people look up to if you want to honor the heroism of spider-man you have to say something weirdly convoluted Mm. because he's convoluted i feel like you're i feel like you're bending over backwards to make excuses for this but i mean i might be yeah yeah (laughs) but i don't i i I don't know i don't i I don't uh yeah, I think that they could have used, uh, I mean, based off all of this, it's lovely listening to you two uh, talk about this. It's really charming, cute. <laughs> I love how much you guys love it. I think that they could have just uh, created a few more well-done sentences and just... Yeah, like another draft. Yeah, uh, or made it to her acknowledging the fact that she's talking about a bunch of heroes and is like, there's different mm-hmm. types of heroes and you need to do this and this and... It's uh, these are the people that want you to get out of bed and go a little further. And it doesn't need mm. to be a hero mm. that fights criminals. It can be someone that's worked hard and that's all you need to do. Mm. Um, yeah. But it make, it, we wouldn't have to have the, you know, I like how hard she had to work to make that. So yeah. Great when she said yeah. It. No, it's impressive. It's that's a, a heroic task. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. She's the real hero. Um, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it it they turned what should be a very grounded monologue with mm-hmm. with little hints of foreshadowing that I do appreciate um, yeah. into they turned it into a soliloquy. Uh, yeah. And I don't I don't understand why um, it just yeah. doesn't. It just doesn't uh, like on the page. It just doesn't connect with me. Uh, no, the, again, no, the only reason it works, in my opinion, is because of of Rosemary Harris uh, knocking it out so. of the park. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. I think yeah. there were. I mean, I've, I've, I think argued there's a lot of interesting ideas in it. I think there was mm-hmm. like good, good stuff there. It's just not. Um, it's not elegantly made in any way. Uh, <laughs> my my favorite part of it, of the whole soliloquy, is when she brings it home by going, Spider-Man did that for Henry. And I was like, oh, <laughs> my God, that's what we were talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like, she really swings for the fences there. And God, God. I wonder what her, like prep for this was like like how many days in advance did she get this speech do we think because you know sergeant was rewriting stuff uh, throughout probably. uh and you know the new pages uh pretty quickly out there so maybe she had a couple days with this to wrestle with it uh at most at, at most. most i wouldn't even say that honestly yeah and yeah. didn't rewrite it <laughs> she probably saw it and was like what the heck is this <laughs> Guess I'll go back to the books and uh, 
connected well, to mean, something. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I mean, at the, in that in that instance, you know, you'd read it and you just like this doesn't make any sense. So I assume you would either turn to Sam or or Alvin mm-hmm. uh, and just say like, okay, so walk me through what this moment is supposed to feel yeah. like. Like, and they would like why this each is, of this... these things are brought up and then I'll play that instead of what the words are. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I can I cannot imagine creating a performance this like layered and genuine and earnest and moving and memorable of, and memorable. Yeah. Out of this uh, mess, you know, it's a little a weird little mess on the page. Uh, yeah. She, it's, it's miraculous that she did it. Um, and I don't it's, know it's, how. And it's something that I didn't even think about until I heard Scott read the actual yeah. words of it. And I'm like, oh, what the? <laughs> it's like when I would edit people's papers that ha- clearly hadn't read through them again. And I'm like, half of these sentences are half of the other sentence. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. get out of here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, she saves it. Yeah. I really... You know, I, I, I understand like as someone who, who loves, um, you know, foreshadowing and metaphor and Mm -hmm. allegory, like I love all that stuff. And I, and I like to, uh, imbue my writing with those, those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, however, I, and sometimes I will come up with a line where it's like, oh man, that's a good, that's a really good you know, foreshadowing of something that's going to happen later. Like, that's really good. I want to use that. Mm-hmm. And then I'll write the line and I'll be like, okay, now how do I get to that line where it sounds natural? And sometimes you can do it and sometimes you can't. And yeah. when you can't, you got to know to let it go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and th- you can't be married I, I just, to it. Yeah. Right. You can't be married to the fake line that you uh, you know, just know to yourself, like, oh man, I, you know, at one point, I mean, that's what the commentary is for, right? You say, yeah. oh, at one point I had them say this line and I was really proud of that, but I couldn't make it sound natural in the thing, but I'm going to say it now because yeah. it was a really good line, even if I couldn't write to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it has to go normally. Yeah. And this is like, right. they left four of them in here and she still like wove them into this thing. Um, yeah. yeah, there's half-ass transitions between them. Yeah, there's no, they're yeah. just separate ideas presented one after the other. And she yeah, I made, was like, what transitions? Yeah, and she <laughs> made right. them sound like they were one, like, uh, thought process, even though they're not. It's really wild. <laughs> Spider-Man did that for Harry, for, for Henry. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man made him want to die with pride? He oh, my which, God. Which part for Henry? There's there's a few there. Uh he thinks he's finally allowed to die with pride. Do you think maybe, uh, maybe Aunt May went with Henry to like wait out in the rain in Manhattan at some point to see if Spider-Man would swing by? <laughs> like, I I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. If that like if that were the case, I'd be like, oh okay. Well, I mean, obviously that's what she's referencing. All yeah, right. yeah. It's just uh, it's at at um, once both too abstract and way too specific to mm-hmm. reconcile. Uh, yeah, as a, it almost feels like she's referencing some time that she was like waiting outside to meet the Beatles or something. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> uh, at least she's just like, yeah, you know, everybody loves a the hero. They line up for him, cheer them, <laughs> screen their names, mm-hmm. like I do with the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I've done that. You know. Yeah. That's how I felt. Uh, like earlier in the year, I went to a convention with the, uh, James Marsh's in, who played one of my favorite characters in a TV show ever. And I literally stood in line for like an hour and a half just to just to meet him briefly. And that's like a human behavior. It's just not one that relates very specifically to anything else in the speech. It's not an abstract behavior. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. yeah. I like, also wouldn't talk about how I stood in the rain. In the rain. I'd be like, yeah. I'd be like oh yeah, I waited outside the theater and uh, they came out. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Yeah. I got a selfie. Yeah. Yeah. In the rain is. That's the part that is like it, it, it moves us out of the general conceptual space we're in and into a I'm telling you an anecdote uh yes. space. Like what? Yes. Yeah. Who are you talking it's, about? It's just way too specific. Yeah. <laughs> I would have interrupted her so many times and asked questions about Peter. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? We're just imagining the same piece of music starting up each time where <laughs> Yeah. He's like courageous, self-sacrificing people, setting examples for all of us. It's like Every- a funnier die sketch of like yeah. a recreation of this scene, and like Peter's just interrupting her. Like, wait, 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 wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then she starts again, and the music goes again. And he's like, no, 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 hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just trying to connect. Whoa, 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 whoa. die! Who's dying? <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, all right. Well, that was that was Aunt May's soliloquy. Um, yeah. And yeah. heroes. And she soliloquy. did great. She was the hero of the soliloquies in this she, movie. She sure yeah. was. She sure was. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, and and Crystal, you have been the hero of this past week. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here uh, for our whole uh, crop of Aunt May episodes it's, here. Oh, it's now course. it's now time for your guest stint to uh, die a noble death. <laughs> Um, as long as it dies nobly, because you guys are my heroes, that made me realize my life existence is worth everything it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can finally die with pride. Um, uh, you're on minute 85. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she uh, all right. Well, uh, one last time, where can people find you, Crystal? Of course, social media at the Crystal Beth and Unlimited Lives Radio and The Fifth Element on iTunes. And like you mentioned yesterday, uh, moviesbyminutes.com. I'm on some of those as a guest because I like being a part of other people's hard work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here, here. That's yeah. the funnest part about doing these. Yeah. Uh, Duelinggenre.com slash support. Uh, is the link where you can uh, go and uh, check out our Patreon page and become a patron if uh, you want to uh, do that and gain access to lots of exclusive stuff. But mostly, um, you know, the way I like to view it is uh, you're actually paying us for this show that you listen to for free all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, you're you're paying to say like, hey, thanks. It's like a you know, it's like a five dollar tip at the end of uh, at the end of the month. Um, just saying like, Hey, thanks for the stuff you do. Here's five bucks. And by doing that, we, uh, we, we thank you with a bunch of exclusive stuff, uh, that you get for free. Mm. Uh, and yeah, anyway, that's Patreon. Doinggenre.com slash support. Go uh, join us there. Get the weekend bugle and all of our uh, movie reviews and things that we do over there. Check it out. See if you think it's worth it. We really appreciate it. Uh, the money helps us uh, keep the lights on over yeah. here and, and keep us going. So um, 
Go check that out, duelinggenre.com slash support, and uh, we'll be back on Monday with Minute 86. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.